Welcome back to Radio Row. Welcome back to the boys, two men on our live. I'm Fred Sawyer, Van Nunley, Amory Castillo. She's sitting this one out because we're bringing in, uh, well, one of the funnest that we've ever had and one of the newest that we've ever had, friends of the show, Melanie Fitch. Welcome back. Hey, thank you. The, the Mr. It is fun. The Mr. Relevant Foundation and Ryan Hogue. Welcome back as well. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing well. Mr. Okay. Relevant number 28. All right, so all right, let me do this. So I'm Mr. Relevant number 28. Now, that's ranking or that's uh, no, no, number? No, 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 no. That's the number. 28 oh. of 48. So it's, okay. a, it's a limited series. Okay. So uh, so obviously uh, one of the Fitches sends over to me your information. I start looking you up. And the first Google is a really nice thirst trap photo of you. So congratulations. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. And uh, feel free to screenshot it, put it as your background, <laughs> whatever you like. You know. <laughs> Melanie, you've been with us before you joined us last year at the Super Bowl, uh, became fast friends, obviously a ton of interest in your organization, not just from us, but the entire world now as you guys are being represented by the quarterback in the Super Bowl, and that's one Brock Purdy. Can you talk a little bit about he, as you know him, and your foundation, the Mr. Relevant Foundation, and your guys' connection since the time he was drafted? Absolute last. Yes. Well, Brock Purdy, as we were talking about last year, we were waiting for him to – Repair his elbow. Yeah. Remember, we're talking about right. well, and will he come back, and will he do well? And and he did. He, we talked to him while he was recuperating, and he was staying strict to his regime. You know, he didn't mess around, and and so it's obviously pl- uh, proven to be a good idea. Yeah. So now he's ready to play in the Super Bowl. When we've talked to him, he he seems poised, but it's not game day. He's is he never, still returning your calls? Is it yes. like? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's still okay. he's still irrelevant in our in our world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the idea of irrelevant week started. Uh, my dad started the idea 49 years ago to honor the underdog, and he thought that anyone that's drafted should be treated equally, like the first player drafted. So, like Brock and Ryan, my favorite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you hear that, Brock? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that we try and have Mr. Relevant feel like he's relevant and number one. Now that Brock's, you know, here at the Super Bowl, there's a lot of people trying to, or just because of his play, he's been relevant. Yeah. So. Well, and, and Ryan, as you mentioned, you've been through this journey, right? You, you right. can tell the parallels, sorry to cut you off, man, the parallels of Brock Purdy being drafted. Uh, absolute last, and then showing up as a drafted player at a camp, but statistically kind of on the outside looking in. Can you talk about how you stuck around for so long as a professional and how being drafted in the Mr. Relevant position helped you get there? Yeah, so Brock and I were actually the only 262nd picks Mr. Oh, Relevant. So, okay. that you know, that's our uh, – familiarity what it is van is they keep getting uh special picks to san francisco because they keep hiring minority coaches and then other teams hire those coaches and then they get free picks for them and the other teams get upset that the 49ers get so many free picks because they give opportunity to people of color that other teams don't and then they are worked up about it there we go i think that's fred but anyway they're called compensatories (laughs) by anyone else that's That's a a bit verbose there that's a little little extra over here come on they do the best they're the best notice that brock Purdy though no thirst traps when you when you wanted to put that out there. No, you know, they say seventh round draft picks, I think it's 11% chance of, yeah. of making a team. And then the average lifespan in the NFL is two and a half years. I was fortunate to be in six camps. Um, you know, the, the nice thing about uh, not only does Melanie and, and the crew do a wonderful job of just, you know, making you feel like a first round draft pick. And it's a first class, unbelievable, like world changing um, my mom still talks about it to this day, uh, the, the whole week that they celebrate in your honor. But, you know, there's 48 of us now, and, and we really kind of have, have taken it as a badge of honor. 
and you know as silly as the the name may may be uh, we really root for one another and and we use it kind of as as fuel and guys identify us as mr relevant they always are you know hey i wish i wish i would have the opportunity and and for me personally my goal was always to take the ir out of irrelevant and try to become irrelevant or try to become relevant and while you know my career wasn't necessarily what I was hoping it would be. I certainly lasted a long time. And, uh, you know, to be able to go back every year and at the banquet of Mr. Relevant Week and to kind of bestow some information or some knowledge onto the, the former or the, the current Mr. Relevance, that means a lot. And uh, they always have a, a new cheering session whenever uh, the new one's crowned. Well, let's do talk about your professional career because that's exactly what it was, a career. This is no flash in the pan. <laughs> like a lot of people who get drafted, like got their fingers crossed, and they hope they play for one organization their whole career. I say forget that. You got to travel. You got to go around. <laughs> you got to see new places. You got to play in different organizations. Can you talk a little bit about your journey? Yeah, so I, I've had the opportunity now to live in, I think, 12 states and, and four countries, uh, mostly because of football. So and sweet. Uh, you know, while I've been cut 15 times, I, I certainly learned life lessons each time, right? Perseverance and determination and, and just self-confidence. Um, you know, not a lot of people can say they, they do anything for, you know, I think my professional career technically was nine years if you include like NFL Europe and, and Canadian football and things like that. Uh, and so that's pretty special. I I'm, I'm have a, a pension waiting for me in the NFL, which is which is awesome, and obviously why you kind of want to do sure. things, and, and the NFL takes care of you in that way. But, uh, yeah, you know, it was one of those things where while I didn't reach all my goals, I certainly had fun, you know, embracing every cup of coffee I had with the Jacksonville Jaguars or New York and, and just different coaching styles. And then as I become a leader and a coach and a teacher um, after my playing career, I, I can kind of take – the bits and pieces of uh, the learned lessons and, and utilize them in my day-to-day. -day. Th through your travels, what was the most unique experience that you encountered? Great question. Uh, so I would, I would say my experience going over to NFL Europe and really embracing myself. I was with the Berlin Thunder, and now unfortunately I got hurt early on in the season. I had to go to Birmingham, Alabama uh, and, and rehab, and, and uh, you know, that's a different place than Berlin, Germany, sure. uh, <laughs> Birmingham, Alabama. But, uh, and then to be able to go back and really just kind of dive into a new culture, don't know any German, and uh, it's just you and your brothers, and all you care about is football. And, uh, you know, coming from a Division three school like I did and, and going to the pros, like it's such a juxtaposition. It's a, and that, there's a reason that guys don't last very long when they, when they make that jump because all your life you've been told why you're great. You make a, you make a mistake, everybody's like, oh, don't worry, you'll make the next one. The pros is the first time when people are like, oh, you made a mistake? Well, you're terrible and you're not going to play anymore. And guys have never right, received that information because they've all been, you know, the golden childs. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, the nice thing is I was uh, coming from D3, so there wasn't a lot of silver spoon. Like we were there for the love of the game and things like that. But um, so I would say, yeah, that experience in NFL Europe and just being able to live abroad and look through a, a lens that's different than what I was used to. Melanie Fitch of the Mr. Relevant Foundation, Ryan Oak, uh, Mr. Irrelevant. Melanie, do you remember your first conversation with Ryan? Uh, you do. <laughs> was I nice to you? <laughs> I, you I were do, direct. I do, <laughs> I do remember because his name's Hogue. There's, we try and do his arrival party 
um, unique to who the person is. Yeah. And in Newport Beach, the main hospital is Hogue Hospital. Oh. So we had him come to the arrival party in an ambulance. We had a back opened up. He had his own nurses or yeah, models. <laughs> models in nursing outfits. He yeah. Had, he had a, a bottle of uh, hypnotic IV going into his. Uh, Love it. Yeah, it was it was a, a great arrival. I remember I remember that when I first was talking to you. I'm, I hope I was courteous. So, right, you know, all you care about, you, you're sitting there for seven hours and you're disappointed because you've let yeah. the 300 people that are there for you, right, down, and including yourself. Obviously, you're hoping you're going to be drafted. You've resigned to the fact that you're not going to because you're on the last pick. You've decided, okay, for me, I was going to go to Houston and sign as a uh, free agent. And then it happens. And, you know, you talk to your team, and then you talk to your people at the party, and then the next thing you know, your phone's ringing from a number you don't recognize. Mm-hmm. I don't know how <laughs> Melanie gets that phone number immediately. That's so funny. But she, you know, I remember the first conversation. I didn't know really what a relevant week was. And I was just, like, so ecstatic that I was drafted. I was just like, yep, uh-huh, okay, okay. And Melanie's like, no, you need to listen. You're going to hear from me every single day for the next two weeks. And sure enough, it wasn't one. It was, like, two or three times a day yeah. the next three weeks. And the amount of, like, dedication and just perseverance that Melanie and the crew does, it's unbelievable how, how prepared and just I mean, they have everything laid out. It was so, so amazing and, and weird at the same, at the start, but then it was like, oh, actually, this person's in my corner, and they want to do everything for me to make it amazing. And uh, and there's a reason I'm still hanging out with her 20 years later. There you go. Melanie, you've been doing it a long time. Uh, obviously, your husband, it's a family affair, the way you guys put the Relevant Foundation on. Who are you benefiting this year? Who who are you guys able to help through your foundation? And please tell our friends of the show how they can help you help them. Oh, great. Um, This year we helped the Orange County Youth Sports Foundation. It's ocysf.org. They have a lot of programs that they help with youth, youth sports. They provide scholarships to athletes that are going into college, uh, first time family. Yeah, love it. They provide shoes and things for guys to play the sports, not just football, but any of their sports and playing fields. And um, so our website is mrirrelevant.org. They can go there and and check us out because even though we have fun and we like to celebrate Mr. Irrelevant, we do raise money for charities because it's, it helps others. And that's what we like. Love everything about it. Amazing. Melanie Fitch, Ryan Hogue, thank you both so very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We continue our coverage from Radio Row whenever we return. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.